This is Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm Ryan Evans. With the fall run of feeder cattle underway in the U.S., it's that time of year for producers to weigh the cost of putting on weight against market value and decide between retaining or selling weaned calves. Here to discuss this decision and how feed resources and market demand should also be considered in retention decisions is Elliot Dennis, Assistant Professor of Livestock Marketing in the Department of Agricultural Economics here at UNL. Thanks for being here, Elliot. Thanks for having me, Ryan. You have a new article up on our website about the cost and value of gain for retained feeder cattle in Nebraska. Listeners can find that at cap.unl.edu. You walk through a couple of factors that producers should be weighing as they consider their cost of gain and what the market is willing to pay. The first one is the availability of feed resources. So what are some common winter feed options and how might their availability and price impact decisions this year? Yeah, so when we're primarily thinking about winter feeds, we're thinking about things like distillers grains, crop residues, cover crops, and any potentially stored grass or hay that, that we might have harvested throughout the year. And really when we talk about uh, cost of gain, uh, when we're talking about potentially retaining feeder cattle and potentially putting on weight to target a different market, really we have to calculate our cost of gain. And, and that's what, if we were to go out into the market and buy these types of uh, uh, products, how much would it cost to put on a certain uh, pound of, of gain? And right now, this year, it's been extremely high prices for these. Um, and we've, what we've really seen is that, that the cost of gain is, has really increased. For, for example, for, for feedlots, what we've noticed that uh, it's almost gone up 20 to 30 cents per pound uh, relative to both last year and a five-year average. So really, we're experiencing pretty elevated feed costs. But uh, that's kind of the first thing. And for producers who are looking to uh, fine crop residue, which might be a bit more affordable. Uh, the crop residue exchange um, that's offered in the UNL at UNL can also be helpful to really try to match crop producers and livestock owners that are are looking to uh, put on weight in a potentially more economical manner. And listeners can find that at uh, cropresidueexchange.unl.edu. We also link to it there uh, at our website, cap.unl.edu. Are there other resources out there that you would point producers to to uh, get a better picture of their situation with feed prices and and calculating all of this? Yeah, so the USDA uh, Agriculture Marketing Service is probably the go-to resource uh, for a lot of these uh, feedstuff prices. And this is all provided for free to producers. um, And it's... uh, in the article, I, I link to uh, probably the most common place that like, will give you some historical pricing, um, and uh, mainly that's going to be distillers grains and uh, different hay reports that are here in Nebraska, as well as some um, whole corn price as well. And the other limiting factor that you discuss in this article is the market demand for additional weight to be put on. So what's important to understand here? Yeah, so when we're talking about a a retention decision, really we're talking about what is the market willing to pay for me to put on that weight. And so whereas previous we're talking about how much does it cost to have me put on that weight, 
then I look at the decision of how much is the market willing to pay me. And really what we're seeing is that there's this, a pretty strong uh, demand for additional weight to be put on animals. Um, and we call that the value of gain. And the feeding decision really for feeder cattle is that the value of gain is greater than the cost of gain, then I should continue to, to put on weight. But recognizing that that value of gain does change throughout the year, depending upon how much weight. And so every year, it, uh, it may not be that the market's want, wanting us to put on 50 pounds of, or 100 pounds of weight. Maybe it's wanting us to put on three pounds, 300 pounds of weight over two months. And so really uh, looking at where that the market is pointing and probably our biggest indication of what the market is willing to pay is going to be the futures market and uh, the video auctions. And so if we look at the, the futures market and we figure out what the feeder cattle price is for deferred contracts, and then we adjust it back to Nebraska for what basis is, adjusting it back for historical basis, what we find is that um, – we can actually, uh, there's quite a few opportunities throughout the state to, to retain feeder cattle this fall and put on some additional weight. And your article does a really nice job of walking through a uh, example, a decision-making process using a sample cow-calf operation here in Nebraska. Can you walk listeners through that example as best we can to illustrate how, how this could all be put to work? Yeah, so I, I take the typical example of, say we have 66 head of 450-pound wean steers that we're going to potentially uh, wean in, in the middle of November, and we're trying to decide if we should sell those animals or uh, right now in November or if we should put on about 300 pounds and sell them in, in the beginning of April at 750 pounds. And using all of those prices, um, and looking at some variability, that cost of gain could be anywhere between the $60 and, and $90 per hundred weight. And of course, that's assuming a two pounds per day gain. Uh, and then I go and use uh, beefbasis.com, which is a, a really good resource for producers who are wanting to uh, do some uh, quick calculations of the value of gain and saying that if I wanted to sell those 750-pound animals in April at Lexington, Nebraska, um, then I'm, I'm looking at selling those animals at value of gain. Is that about uh, $121 per hundredweight? And so using that decision, the value of gain is greater than the cost of gain. What we can see is that, that the, I'm going to be uh, potentially earning anywhere from 30 to uh, $50 per hundredweight uh, by putting on that additional 300 pounds um, and selling them, uh, selling those uh, 750 pound uh, animals in April. And again, we want to encourage listeners to check out Elliot's full article on this, on the cost and value of gain for retained feeder cattle in Nebraska to, to read more about that example he just talked about on our website, cap.unl.edu. And Elliot, any other parting words of advice for producers this year as they uh, look to make these retention decisions? Yeah, just recognizing that if the retention decision is made, that's given the decision is made with current prices. And so often what we'd, um, we'd say that once we make the purchase decision, 
uh, one of the ways that we can ensure that we can actually lock in that margin is to put in some price risk protection on the output price. Uh, so that'd be on feeder cattle at 750 pounds. And there's really two primary uh, methods or tools that we can we can do. We can choose to uh, sell a contract um, on CME or put some options, uh, put an option contract on the feeder cattle, or uh, we can choose to look at uh, steer weight to uh, livestock risk protection that's offered through USDA. And I just point that out because sometimes the value of gain can be there when we make the decision. But then as we progress through time, the markets obviously change what they're willing to pay. Um, and then we're in a situation where we've put on weight and now the value is not as, not quite as high. So recognizing we make a decision now, the value is there. But then with all like all decisions, we have to decide if we want to put on risk protection or not. All right. That's Elliot Dennis, assistant professor and livestock extension economist in the Department of Agricultural Economics here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Again, to read his full article on what we've been discussing today, visit the Center for Agricultural Profitability's website, CAP, that's C-A-P dot U-N-L dot E-D-U. Thanks for your time, Elliot. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Nebraska Farmcast is a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For the latest research-based information and education resources to manage your farm or ranch operation, visit our website at cap.unl.edu. That's cap.unl.edu.